1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio.
0: Speed City. This John Massengill sitting in the studio with Jonathan Green and Les Kaiser. We have Bob Varsha and Dave O'Neill on Zoom. And gentlemen, oh, we're so excited to have both of you guys because uh, I, this is unbelievable and we really want your expertise. In fact, Dave O'Neill... I was going to say, we're going to have a lot of questions for Dave. Yeah, we're <laughs> going to start with the former Haas F1 team manager because... I mean, well, first off, let's back up and, and I want to ask you what you think of what happened because we were down to two laps and we were still under safety car and the race director said let all the cars between Max and Lewis through and then w- gave us this final lap where it's head to head which is what I wanted and but th- you know Dave what do you think about that decision
2: Well I think it should have been all lap cars should have been let through Correct. is is how it's uh, written in the rules but um, you know, standing, sitting here as a fan now, um, it was perfect. I think he he did the did the great job and got the cars out of the way, let them race. Um, and there was um, a huge amount of strategy. It didn't really start from there. It started from you know the start of the race with the tire choice from uh, from both teams under qualifying. Um, and it just so happened that the race played out as a little bit boring in the middle. Um, and then we had the virtual safety car and then of course the accident, um, which, uh, which kind of neutralized it again. Um, so from a spectator point of view, it was fantastic. And, um, as far as I'm concerned, the race director did the right job. He's, uh, he's got a huge amount of pressure from these, um, <laughs> these giants of the sport on, in his ear. Um, and I think it was fair,
0: but Dave, what do you think about the fact that he did have those people in his ear? And do you think that influences him, Michael Mass? I mean, it must,
2: it, it must do. um, you know, if you, if you think back to the days of Charlie Whiting having 30 odd years experience, um, not taking any nonsense, making firm decisions. Um, Michael's in there. I think he's doing a good job. Um, but the only way to gain experience is to run races and, um, <laughs> it, it's not an easy, not an easy job. Um, so each, each race he's, he's definitely learning, uh, he's learning quickly and he's learning hard. So I, I think, you know, for sure, having someone who, who's who been in the sport and, again, these guys have won, you know, double digits of world champions, uh, championships, and um, you, you can't say that that wouldn't affect you if someone was shouting down your ear.
0: Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, so Bob Varsha, I, I mean, we talked right before we went on air. I mean, this is how Americans want their sport, right? We don't want this decided under safety car, and mm-hmm. and, and we want this decided by the two top drivers, and that's what we got.
3: Absolutely, and I think you know, you, you're you speaking for, for motorsports fans around the world when we say this is what we wanted. We anticipated the Hamilton versus Verstappen, the old against the young, the veteran seven-time world champion against a guy who's never won one. I mean, this had so many elements of excitement. Before the race, we heard that George Lucas was wishing Lewis Hamilton well. I think if we could talk to George Lucas right now, he'd be saying, I couldn't have written a better script. For yeah, that. good point. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think in watching that race, I was afraid we were all going to spend the, this program arguing about the first turn, the first corner, mm. where Hamilton and Verstappen got close to each other and Verstappen took the lead. Hamilton had to go off and get back on again and all that kind of stuff that we are I, I think we're all tired of from, from Brazil and from Qatar and from Saudi Arabia. Um, this was a really clean ending to the story, I think, with a crash uh, that brings out the safety car. You want the officials to do everything they can to safely get the race restarted. Uh, and they did that and, you know, we got what we wanted. So instead of arguing about the first lap of the race, we're going to argue about the last lap of the race, because <laughs> if you had to pick, that's the way you want to true. do true.
0: Jonathan, what do you think? You were a little... Uh...
4: I, yeah, I, like I said, I went in going, I wanted Hamilton to win. I was delighted when he took the lead. The, he won the race in the first 50 meters. Um, he didn't give that advantage back. That's controversial. Actually, Max lost it in the first lost that, that's tenth right. okay. of a second. That's but go what ahead. I mean. Yeah, same thing. Um, so, I mean, Lam- ha- Hamilton had the start. He he got the lead. Um, and then Verstappen obviously... Lunged for the lead, pushing Hamilton wide. Hamilton didn't give the advantage back, um, but I agree with the stewards' decision not to take action in that one. Simply, simply because we're back, like like Bob says, it's not how we want to go our racing. Um, and then it got to a point where you know you could hear on the radio that. Uh, um, you know, they kind of resigned themselves. 12 seconds, no way. It needed Latifi. It needed a miracle. And, and they got their miracle. Um, <laughs> and the final decision, I agree with Massey because um, I have it's to a say, tough one, isn't yeah, it? yeah, I have to say for what Dave just said, he's right. 30 years of um, Charlie Whiting not having to deal with that banter or probably dealing with that banter and us not knowing it. And, and he was... But you know, the last few years he was Charlie Whiting. You know, you didn't. Yeah. You probably had a different attitude with him. Yeah, we didn't get to hear those exactly. And I don't think I want to hear it anymore. I'd like to see that stopped. That's a because, whole other topic. Yes, yes that's another topic. Um, but can I put a footnote that is definitely mine? Absolutely. Honda. I've yes. said it for five years now. Yeah. When Alonso was going down that back straight, going. This is a GP2 car. Honda are rubbish. And I kept thinking, I know how proud the Japanese are. They've been in Formula One since the 60s. This is their sixth driver's championship to go with their sixth constructor's championship. But it's their first title since 1991, 30 years ago. Congratulations to Honda and Japan.
0: Well, the the F1 producers, television producers, thought the same thing because they went straight to Honda. Good. Shortly after Max crossed the finish line. That was pretty cool, too. Really cool. Definitely! Wow, a
3: happy ending. And we hear this all the time that, well, I practiced law for four years. We wouldn't have a court system if we didn't have difficult, intractable arguments and Mm -hmm. differences between people. And this is going to happen in sports too. And somebody has to make the call, and the call is made, and somebody's going to be ecstatic, and somebody's going to be pissed off. And you know that's that's how it works. So, but Michael Massey,
4: I think Massey can live by that, don't you?
3: Oh, I think he can entirely firm. But fair is
2: really all you need to be. Okay. You'll be welcome in Holland next year. That's for sure. Be treated. <laughs> <off>. <laughs> okay. Good. Uh,
4: I mean, I, I, I mean, I'll go back to my original thing. It's good for the sport. Max yep. Verstappen, the one of the youngest yep. guys to win it. The Dutch fans everywhere, all around the world, supporting him, and uh, the most popular driver officially. Anyway.
3: Yeah, it's a shot in the arm for the sport.
4: Yeah.
0: Now, Bob and Dave. I want to ask you guys, where does this season stand <laughs> in the rankings <laughs> of history? Start with you, Bob. <laughs> well, I
3: haven't seen all 72 years. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, we thought you had.
3: But we're working it on it. Difficult. Yeah. yeah, thanks a lot. You said uh, you were
4: in the Boba Museum. <laughs> well, in, you know, I think this
3: has to rank right up there. What was witnessed today has never happened in Formula One before. You know, last <laughs> lap, asked for the win. And the world championship, you know that, that that's never happened before. So that alone, in my view, uh, needs to set this season apart. But after uh, all the domination of uh, Mercedes and Lewis Hamilton since the dawn of the turbo hybrid era in 2014, um, you know we needed to see that other people can do this well too. And uh, you know, as we said at the top of the show, it was it had all the perfect elements: youth and experience. And two different car makers with two different, very different attitudes. You know, one of the grand dames of the automobile business in Mercedes, AMG and Red Bull, which is essentially a company that markets an energy drink all around the world. Um, And Honda versus uh, Mercedes, you know, there was just all of these opposing factors that allowed teams to, to take sides. And, um, and I, you know, I think that added to the, to the fun at the end. So, I, in short, I think we have to rank this season right up there with, with some of the
2: greatest of all time. Dave O'Neill, what do you think? Um, totally agree. I think the, um, the really cool bit about this is it's not the two teammates um, duking it out. These are, these are right. two kings of the sport. Um, you know, in the last, certainly the last five races, they've been 20 seconds up the road. Um, to any any of their teammates or, or rivals um and i think it's great you know they didn't have each other off um i think it, it's also fantastic the way uh, the race played out and um, i personally think at this stage i mean i'm i, I, will, I was thinking hamilton was going to bring this home um and it was it was looking pretty pretty likely um but i honestly think the quickest man won um and mm. his qualifying lap yesterday um he <coughs> You put it all together. Um, but back to your original question, it's got, it's got a rank up there with the, the top one or two finishes and also championships, um, in, in this era, you know, where, um, one, one has met the other, um, and they carried on making gains each race, um, which is fantastic, you know, engineering and, um, that part of the sport and with the strategy, um, I think all parts of the team have played their their role in making this happen.
5: You know, David, I've got a question, and I know some of the other racing bodies have done it. That you can't end a race under yellow. Yeah, and so green white. Checker, I've always checker. liked the green white checker idea, and mm. so has that ever been brought up in, in inside the four walls of the paddock? And uh, what are the thoughts on it?
2: It had been discussed in some of the meetings I've been in and, you know, they made a decision that, um, you know, he had to finish under the checker. Um,
4: well, I think it's a good, I think it's a good idea for the future, given,
0: given what we just saw, but let's go to the callers. Um, Glenn in Atlanta. Hey Glenn, welcome to the show. And what did you think of this finale?
6: One, I I mean, I just got to say this season was phenomenal. Um, You know, it was exciting to watch every single race, every single minute. My wife, who was not a Formula One fan before the season, is now hooked on it. And uh, (laughs) the season was great. Um, I I will say, you know, it feels like an asterisk to this race only because it doesn't feel like the best driver won today. Like the best driver on the track today doesn't feel like they won or got a fair shot. And, And that's all I have to say. I mean, I understand the rules. Um... It's just, it seemed like a late call for Massey to, to get the, you know, the lap cars out of the way. Uh, and you know, it happened to time up right with the, the ending of the safety car and it just didn't feel, feel right with the timing. That's all I had to say. I, I appreciate your thoughts.
0: All right, Glenn. Thanks for, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Uh, let's take another call too. We've got Drew in Houston. I think Drew's a regular. Hey, Drew, welcome back to the show.
7: Hey, yeah, Drew from Houston, a regular and USGP ticket winner. Oh, hey. two, <laughs> two thoughts, and then I'll, I'll hang up and listen like we say. Number one, so happy with Red Bull, and kind of respect to what Glenn just said. But talk, Everybody's going to be mad at Massey, but Red Bull from the signing of Checo to the race strategy by pitting under the safety car and getting the tires, they put the team, they put Max in the way to win that Mercedes did it, so uh you know, Mercedes can be mad at nasty, but they should be mad at their race strategy. And then my uh my second one, and I'll hang up. Uh if you're a new F one fan, and we know there's so many new American F one fans, I mean, is there a better better season to uh to get a whole lifelong love of the sport? So yeah. Great show,
0: guys. I'll I'll keep listening.
4: Good point, Drew. Thanks. Thanks. I, I want to follow up with Drew. I hundred percent agree with you. Uh strategy wise, Red Bull had this taped up from Friday onwards. Think about the decisions they made and even to the final decision of bringing him in uh, under that safety to get those soft tyres. Had he not had the softer tyres, yes, it would have been another one-lap fight. But Hamilton probably would have won that because there was no DRS. um, And so it really was um you know the the tires that did it and when you think about the qualifying when he flat spotted the tires and they put him on the soft uh, again didn't have to they had the used mediums they could have gone with because they felt in other words they didn't go conservative they went for it so strategy wise red bull are the winners in my book hey dave o'neill i want to ask you at the beginning of the race we saw
0: that max verstappen had a full tenth of a second slower reaction time I've tinkered in drag <laughs> full 10. Yeah. yeah uh, I've tinkered in drag racing and when you are drag racing and the other guy jumps out in front of you like that, my instant reaction was always I'm going to hit the gas a little bit more than I should have, maybe spin my tires and we noticed the 0 to 200 was significantly slower. It was 469 for Hamilton, 501 for yeah. for Verstappen. So do you think that uh, do you think that's what happened to Max? I mean, do you guys talk about that exact thing?
2: um i i mean there's a, there's a few things to line up there whether his reaction time was you know as, as they timed it was slower but also what grip he had um on the uh, on that side of the road as well um hamilton seemed to um to be able to lay it down and and um keep gaining ground um but yeah i mean they practice reaction times um on the clutch um also, when they're going around to the, to the uh, to do the start, they have to get the bite bite point correct. So it's not just like letting it go when you see the the red light go out. You have to you have to kind of feed feed the clutch in as well. Um, there's another paddle behind the steering wheel which you have to feed in, um, and then that's what gives you the grip yeah. to the rear wheels. Uh,
0: we have I've got some comments I want to read. One somebody just tweeted at us. Patrick says. Speedcaster, each of you couldn't ride Red Bull and Massey's cockpit more if you tried. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, somebody on YouTube, I'm gonna, I like this one. They said, uh, of course, these guys would say this is a farce and a great ending, par for the course here in America. Okay, Jonathan, you're from London. Uh, Dave, you're from where?
2: Over, uh, yonder. over yonder. I, I over yonder. I was born in Ireland, but I've got an English accent, so I try and work that out.
0: Well, there you go. Anyway, uh, no, look, guys, this is, to me, this makes a great season when we're getting comments all over the board like this. So,
4: are you asking my opinion? Yeah. I, I'm saying that, yes, the, the Englishman in me says that I'm tired of Formula One being finished in the steward's office. And in fact, I'm. Fed up with motor racing finishing in the steward's office. Doesn't matter whether it's a Formula Four race uh, of a Sunday afternoon in, in Snetterton to the World Championship at Abu Dhabi. Um, I want to see racing. So that's the American side of me now fully, fully changed because. It's just you wanna see racing, so I'm with Massey and I don't care what about what the, and the fans know, say. And
0: and I know you, you were rooting for Hamilton. I'm, I could I'm, I could Well, see I was in, on the you know.
4: balance of the last few races. I felt like Hamilton was, yeah. was deserving, and again at the start, you know. And let's face it, Hamilton didn't do anything wrong. Um, in the race, yeah, at
0: all. And Max has made some mistakes the last week in Saudi Arabia. He made that, yeah, that incredible lap, and then made the the mistake on the last corner. The, he had the softer tires. I know Dave was saying he may have had a dirtier track, but he had softer tires and a slower reaction time. So, uh, to me, that was a mistake as well. And yeah. that dive in on that first lap, turn seven, that to me looked. I, I was rooting for Max, not because I wanted Max uh particular i just wanted someone other than mercedes but that dive-in looked like a that that was not right in my mind
5: okay i'll argue against that because listen to how many times we've said this through the season that if the nose whoever's nose is out front at the apex they own the they own the line yeah that they said Max that over and over there. in the
0: commentary. You're Max right. Max was there. Well, hey, um, let's take our first break. We got some more callers holding. We're going to get to everybody, so stick with us, and we'll be back after these messages. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
0: Hey, guys, we are very excited to welcome our new sponsor, AllStop Brewery, to Speed City. These guys make a fantastic beer. And I'm going to let Jonathan talk about it, but I'm going to tell you about it when I tasted it. I am not a big beer aficionado. I like a nice cold beer, but I'm always worried about a craft beer or a new beer that it's going to have a funky taste, especially aftertaste. This beer was fantastic. I have absolutely no... Uh, no qualms at all that this is my new favorite beer. But Jonathan, you know why? What makes it so special? The water and the recipe?
4: Well, yeah. I mean, these guys have de- done their research and do it right. And they've even imported the right water to do it right. I mean, it, it, I tell you, this all beer, fantastic. And I'm, uh, you know, most Europeans are snobs about their beer. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm definitely one of those. Because, You're definitely a snob? Yes, okay. about my beer. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> because there's no question, carbonation has always been my... My issue here in the states it's over carbonated and our lagers our pilsners and lagers in europe um, uh, especially german ones are not that heavily carbonated and that's a, a key thing and that's the first thing that uh, hit me was just how well they've done the beer uh, it's based out of fredericksburg It's has uh, got a great tie-in because obviously fredericksburg a german town and now they've got a texas german beer and it's cracking yeah, and the uh,
0: the facility out there—it's amazing. They've they've really done it right. It's really fantastic. So, so
4: check it out. You can get it at all the local H-E-Bs and everything else, right? Yep, uh, it's around all around Texas. You can get it. Uh, they sell it in uh, uh, on on the shelf there as a Texas beer. But uh, I'll tell you what—you're right back in Germany when you drink it. And it's Altstadt
0: A L T S T A D T Beer dot com. Altstadt Beer, Beer dot com.
1: Austin's Talk
0: 1370 Hi, this is Max Steppen and you're listening to Speed City Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio Speed City Let's take some calls real quick here Let's go to Ryan in Charlotte, North Carolina I'm assuming North Carolina Ryan, welcome to the show just
9: as a just as a preface, I'm a big Michael fan, uh, Schumacher fan, uh, but also not a Max fan. So it was a uh, uh, I was a little bit little bit torn in this race. Uh, really hoping to see Michael kind of preserve his record, but also not cheering for Max. Um, along with that, I have some just road racing experience, obviously not in F1. So I just wanted to jump in with a couple of my opinions and, and ask a question. I sure. think the I think the first lap dive bomb from max was handled correctly by the stewards. I didn't really have any, any issues with that. Uh, but through the, through the race, you know, Mercedes clearly had the pace. Um, and they were kind of handcuffed by their strategy. They weren't going to give up track position to, to Red Bull, even on that last safety car. Um, they weren't going to come in and uh, risk it ending under a safety car and max winning, obviously. Right. So I think the purist in me didn't want to see it end under a safety car um, but I think that overall, Mercedes had the pace, had the strategy. Lewis manages tires really well, and I just get this, this sinking feeling that the the ending was just a kind of a manufactured finish uh, from the FIA. Not not a, not to you know be a conspiracy theorist, but to, I just want your opinion on like why late in basically sector two of the last. Uh, safety car lap. They let just those five cars go. Max on soft, Lewis on hardles. I mean, you kind of knew what was coming. That part, it's kind of just this stinking feeling. You don't want it to finish under safety car, Jeez. but you also want to see the racing play out the way kind of the, the whole race was. So, again, I'm torn. Didn't really feel like I had a dog in the fight. Glad Michael's record isn't broken.
0: That's a good thing.
9: Don't love max winning, but that's just kind of my thoughts and feelings and, and want your opinions on that. Well, you know what, hold Excellent. on, Ron. That's a, that's a great great, stuff, Ron.
0: A great question, that that manufactured ending. I want to ask Dave O'Neill that because of, of your experience, Dave. What do you think about that, you know, the, the fact that it's just almost scripted?
2: I think from the outside, it kind of looks like that. Um, I'd be interested to see what Bob has to say, but I think the five cars he let past, he was clearing them so there was no one in the way for a clean fight at the end. I think it's as simple as that. I mean, you can read okay. into it as much as you want. but and it is
4: his prerogative,
2: um, correct? Yes, yes.
4: Yeah. So it's his choice to do that. Mm-hmm. And that is his right and choice. He doesn't have to. It is his choice. What do you think, Bob? I agree completely.
3: Uh, I think, uh, you know, we can underestimate the authority that the race director has to run the race. And, you know, he said, well, they, they let these cars by, but they didn't let those cars by. He had one lap. He had to make this decision. He had to get the cars out of the way so that the title contenders could could fight toe-to-toe, as it were. And, you know, there just wasn't enough time to, to cycle the whole field through and line them up the way you'd like. So, uh, yeah, I think under the circumstances, it was fine. I don't oh. think it was, uh, you know, uh, manufactured or scripted uh, in any way, although certainly, uh, you know, Lewis's fan base is probably going to think that. But, again, you know, the decisions have to be made. You put someone in charge of making them. You help them with the regulations as best you can, but then their decisions have to be final. And And we talked about this in the pregame show. If Max did not win this championship, he could look back on the collisions with Hamilton and, and the blown tire at Baku and, and getting taken off at the first corner in Hungary. And Lewis, for his part, remembers that the black weekend at Imola and uh, throwing it down the, you know, into the runoff area uh, on the final restart in uh in, um, in Baku. So, you know, it's, it's the summary, it's the summation of an entire season of incidents and decisions and good jobs and bad. And, you know, this, this is why we love sports. This is, this is, uh, you know, the whole year of entertainment uh, and achievement wrapped up on one big weekend, but not defined by this weekend. This was just, you know, the, 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 the icing on the cake.
5: Hey, Ryan, I got a question for you. So earlier we were talking about not allowing a race to finish under yellow, but to force a green, white and checkered lap series to finish the race. Would you feel different if that's the way it ended?
9: Um, If it was, you know, similar to NASCAR, how that is, they they've created this overtime rule and that was the standard, then... I think it would. I think it would be different.
0: I want to thank you for calling. Let me let you go. I'm going to try to get some of his other callings. Ryan, we really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. All right, let's go to Andy P. I've uh, been looking forward to this call. Andy, how are you, buddy? Uh,
6: the 2021 season just
0: ended in the most
6: 2021 way it ever could have. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm
0: gobsmacked. <laughs> well, I mean. I, <laughs> What? Let's get your opinion on, on the ending. What did you think from a, you know, did, oh. did you like the way it ended? Do you think it should have been different?
6: I, I, I'm not a fan of exactly how they ended up ending it at the very, very end. I was fine with, I think, all the other calls. You set the standard early with the lap, one thing, and you say, hey, we're going to let everybody sort of race. And unless, you know, you know, it's, it kind of reminds you like of a Stanley Cup final. Unless it's an egregious call. We're not going to really get involved. And I think for the most part, they were able to do that. My opinion is at the end, there's a set procedure. They should have just followed the same set procedure that they always would have had. I think if they make that call a half a lap earlier and they say lap cars can overtake, nobody has a problem with that because they do that every single time. Um, But why only the five cars? Obviously, it was to, to create a, you know, uh, a situation where the two championship contenders could go at it. It just feels weird to me. <laughs> it is basically kind of where I'm at. I really don't know. I don't know that I'm for it or against it. I've heard, obviously, the different discussions and a lot of different viewpoints on, on here. Um, but it just feels weird. A weird way to end an unbelievable and an amazing season, though.
4: Yeah, but it could have ended so many worse ways, couldn't
6: it? Absolutely. I mean, we did not have – they did not take each other out. They did not – do anything you know there wasn't the the racing even at the end after the safety car goes back in was clean by both guys so it's a fair move by max he's obviously a very deserving champion and being able to pull that off and you know i i feel for lewis i feel for mercedes but you got to be happy for max in the same moment too
0: okay here's a tweet that came at us just along the same lines guys uh you andy as well it says if they had wanted a a final racing lap they should have red flagged it if they wanted to roll with the safety car, they should have left the back markers in place or let everyone everyone unlap themselves. But I believe that it would have ended so that wasn't an option. I get that point. Yeah, they
6: could have done a red flag. They could have done a rolling start after the red flag if they wanted to. Those were, were all options. Those are things that they could have done. And then you would have had, you would have had the opportunity then for Mercedes to change tires. Is that maybe the best answer here? Maybe I'm not sure. I mean, I'm still I'm still reeling from what I just watched.
0: (laughs) Well, Andy, P., thank you, buddy. We're going to let you go. Yeah, um, I'm glad to uh, uh, get that you got in because I wanted to hear your opinion. Yeah, McLaren looking good. We know that. Yeah, let's hope for a
6: better. Let's hope for a better end of the season next year uh, for my boys in papaya. But thanks, guys.
3: All right. Well, thanks, Andy. All right. Well, we
0: have one more caller, but I'm going to make you wait through the break. We'll be back after these messages. when you leave the circuit of the Americas today, you need to go check out our friends at Iron Wolf Ranch and Distillery, just 40 minutes west of Weird in the beautiful Spicewood, Texas. They produce a wide variety of unique, award-winning spirits, including bourbon, whiskeys, gin, vodka, and rums. They're kid-and-dog friendly with yard games and Cregos, pizza and wings on site every weekend. Enjoy a full bar, tasting room, bottle purchases, and live music when you visit the ranch. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram, and always ask for Iron Wolf at your favorite bars and liquor stores across Texas. Iron Wolf Ranch and Distillery,
4: Online at thecaddyaustin.com Austin's Talk 1370
0: Hi guys, this is Greg Astley and you're listening to Speed City Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio Speed City all right, I want to read a couple of more comments, couple on YouTube. Uh, Steve Schuster says, Max did make a nice early move on Hamilton, representative how he has driven all season. Lewis was tentative how he had driven most of the season. And then uh, the Flippix says, red flagging sets a precedent nobody would want. So, hey, look, we appreciate all you guys' uh, comments on all this stuff. But Dave O'Neill, as a former, recent former team manager for Haas, you made a good comment during the break, and I'd like you to share that with our audience because that's a good point.
2: yeah, so the um, you're talking about the Michael Massey, and yeah. um, how busy he is yeah, so I, I think there's you know there's a combination of things that we have to weigh up when we don't see you know what's happening. We see the cars going around so we can make our judgments on what we see. but um, the rest is assumption. so you know like I was saying and mentioned before that. Once the incident happened with uh, Latifi, um, there's debris on the circuit. The car's getting cleared up. Um, You'll have virtually every team manager on the on the on the on the phone to to Massey asking whether they can do this or how long it's going to be till it's cleared up. And you know he did this and she did that. And you know his ears full with with ten team managers, plus the. Um, now, you know, the team principals are chiming in as well. So we heard two of them on the on the horn to him. Mm. Um, and then also the other thing he would have been doing was making sure that all the safety vehicles are off the circuit, making sure the barrier wasn't damaged, making sure that um, there wasn't debris on the circuit, um, making sure all the marshals were off the circuit. He's got 40-odd cameras, maybe more to, to check from, um, while he's listening to everyone in his ear and asking them to hold and, until he's... Uh, until he's got the job done. So I think that's the factor we don't see in while, while we're watching the, the, the TV ourselves. Maybe they should bring that into it and then um, it will give people an example of, of how busy he is when an incident occurs. And of course, the other thing is um, you can't run an extra lap because the, the cars with the way yeah. the, the rules are currently, um, they don't carry any extra fuel. So yeah. they, they uh, basically wait. cough over the line and have enough to give a sample at the end of the race. Um Story of, my and life. of course. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, the the um the final part of it is was the, the end of the race was coming whether we liked it or not. You know, the 58 laps was there. Um he 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 let the cars go, in my opinion, fairly. Um he let the cars get out of the way so there was a fair race and everyone else behind. And all the other teams would have said, do not get in the way of this championship battle, keep well out of the way. Mm. The only one who would have got in the way if he could was Bottas. And he probably wouldn't have done it because he's just a fair guy, and you know, he it it wouldn't have ended fairly if he did that. So, um, those, I mean, it's just my opinion, and it's what I I've, I've gathered knowledge up over the over the course of my uh, my career in Formula One. But the the scenarios and the um, you know the stories that people make up at the end, it's just, it happens so quick. You can't make, yeah. you can't make the stories up. It's just, right. <laughs> it just happens so quick. You can't. But.
0: Well, we have a couple more callers. Let's get to them and see what they thought about it. We have, uh, Brian in Phoenix. Hey, Brian, welcome to the show. What'd you think?
11: I thought it was a, a great race and a fantastic season. And I mean, I'm not going to say I know all the ins and outs and all the rules, like everybody, uh, some, some listeners do, but it just seems like the end of the race decision put one driver at such a distinct advantage mm. with being able to change tires and, and all that stuff. Cause you're not going to give up track position so late in the race. Uh, Mercedes wasn't. So it just seems like, and you know, the horse has already left the barn, but you know, just close pit lane, you know, with five laps left in the race. And that'll also get rid of that stupid, you know, fastest lap guy, mm. Pitting with two laps to go and you know snake in a point. If you just close pit lane with five laps left and you roll with what you got, and, and if you want to pit, pit, but there's a penalty involved. I, I like that.
4: Oh, that's good. I'd never thought of that. Hmm.
11: And then it just takes. Then the race is like this: is what the race is. You want to pit? There's a penalty. If you don't. Yeah. You're rolling what it is, and nobody's going to get an advantage. And uh, and let's go racing, boys.
5: Or just say if you pit, in, maybe if you pit in those last five, you're you're not going to qualify for a
0: fast lap. Well, Brian, thank you. That's another good, good point. Idea. We appreciate very, it. Very, very, very good, good
4: point. we we'll got some learning folk out there. I
0: know. We're going to have to go back and listen to all these. Well, we, uh, but Brian, thank you for the call. And now let's go to Ryan in Chicago.
6: Yeah, I kind of agree with Brian a little bit, but, you know, at this, the same time, you know, the, the officials, they, they make the best decision that they can at the time of the instant and and you know, have a ton of stuff going on, obviously, Ultimately, you know, I, I think it kind of is what it is, you know, the they made the decision and Mercedes wasn't going to go in and pit to lose that position and potentially risk, you know, ending on a yellow, which would have been disastrous. The thing that I thought was really great is there was no last lap incident. It was clean racing to the end. You know, they ultimately let the two championship contenders go at it and it didn't end in them wiping each other out or, or another yeah. incident happening.
0: It should have been a disaster, yeah. How no. long have you been watching the sport, Ryan? Uh, probably about uh, 10, 15 years, maybe. Cool. Okay. Well, good. Hey, well, thanks. Good point. appreciate you calling. appreciate you listening.
2: Yeah, likewise. Uh, we got just one. Yeah, go ahead, Dave. Sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say, um, you know, all these callers, well-educated, um, yeah. really yeah. good points. The um, the one point I'd like to bring up, which we've forgotten a little bit about, is Mercedes had two occasions they could have come in and um, and um, put new tyres on. Now it wouldn't have been the best idea at the time, um, so in hindsight they should have. Um, but they did have the they did have the time to do it. One and and both times Lewis questioned them: "Are you sure yeah. you're doing the right thing? My tyres right. are old." Um, so we have to say, you know, the the team. Effectively, you know, they called the shots, they could see all the figures um, and they they made the decisions, you know, educated decisions for sure. But looking back on it, um, there was a chance to uh, have fresher rubber on.
4: And to be fair, Hamilton on the radio uh, was given a negative both times he asked and he said, finally, so that means they're going to unlap them and have him right behind me on soft tyres. So he basically... He called he, it. He called the, the scenario.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a critical point. Mercedes and Lewis, uh, you know, together made a critical decision. It's not like they just, you know, tied Lewis to a pole and let Max, you know, take a shot at him. I mean, Lewis could have been out there on fresher rubber. Um, you know, it's, I wish everybody would just do what Lewis did when he got out of the car. Yeah. Congratulate your rival, thank your team, wave to the crowd and go on with your life.
11: Hmm. Yeah
4: yeah and i have to say i was really impressed with that it was yeah. there was no petulance um and i uh, over the last few races actually you know even his comment after qualifying i know you said it was um kind of a bit flippant but you know he, he has showed that he is a true sportsman in, in the last in the last uh year i think to me um not that i doubted it but you don't you know he's not been under pressure that much right. in his title chases unless you look back all the way to alonso all uh, right, we got
0: another caller, and he's been holding a while. and, Oh, we, <laughs> I think we lost. He's Mike. gone off the road. Mike. Oh, oh, Corvette Mike is there. He is. Hey, Mike, how's it going, buddy? Hey, there was a, a tornado, man. You know, I slept right through it.
4: <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was about to say, are you in Kentucky?
0: Oh, man.
12: I was at the gate of the uh, plant. There's a hotel that caters to us right there. And, uh, Got up, thought it was raining really hard, and I said, okay, (laughs) went back to sleep.
5: Wow.
0: Wow. Well, that was I'm glad you're okay, buddy. That was a disaster. Well,
12: well, thanks. Thanks, yeah. The plant, I think, had a little small fire, but everything was was cracked up as far as I know. Uh, Back to the race. Loved it. (laughs) Loved the season. It was, who could have uh, predicted any of this? You guys did very well through the season, so I do want to say there's my number one F1 support team is on the radio. Oh, thanks, Mike. And, uh, gonna say hit a few points, you guys talk them. I waited all morning. I should be halfway to Florida. I'm sorry, but I gotta get in the truck.
5: <laughs> but if you guys
12: might might touch on Max's start again, uh Checko's drive, I'd hate to not yeah, give it to I wanna uh, talk about Kim, that. Yeah. I'd hate I'd hate to not give it to Kimmy, but Checo was a, a real man on that. Mr. Varsh has explained to everyone in America that it is a team first, then it is a driver. And I think Checo's orders did what he had to do and really raced well. And then the uh, the, the green-white checker, I think, you know, they, they they did the best with what they had at the moment, and everyone had a good time. Which camp you're in is where you're coming down on it. You guys talk about the race. Enjoy. Right. Ya.
4: Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Be Can careful, I pick folks. up on the Checo thing? Yeah. Remember the guy that took 11 million to uh, was an investor in Racing Point and was left out in the cold with no drive. End of end of your series, end of your Formula One career, and game over. Yeah. Red Bull picked him up and said, "Sorry, Albin, we need somebody who is capable of helping Max to a title." And there you that's go. That's what he's done. And that's today. what
0: he did because that, that gap dropped dramatically. While, it was brilliant. While Max was trying to catch back up, that was really a fantastic drive from. And look at his career out. now.
4: He now goes into next year with the world champion and Red Bull, uh, Nui at the top of his game. Uh, you know, wow. Mm. <laughs> hey, we got a couple more callers. We've got uh, David
0: in Arkansas. Hey, David, welcome to the show. What'd you think of the race? Man, I felt like a rung out wash rag. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <two. laughs> you know.
7: One thing, I hate these principles, being able to get on the radio. Mm-hmm. Michael Massey, I mean, his plate is full enough. It's, take what you got and go on. But huh. uh, I've never liked the red flag rules in F1 where you're able to change tires with no cost and stuff like that. But in this instance, in hindsight, that probably would have been the perfect thing with three laps to go. That way it would have been fair for Lewis to come in and get new tires yeah and i'm all about a one lap shootout i think that's great uh i'm glad to see lewis get out and say like the man show some character and move on uh, but boy that was a tough end i i can't think of a more scattered erratic way to end the race <laughs> I think I'm, my hands are still a little shaking. I, that was that was
0: awesome. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, David, I I uh, I think a lot of people agree that it was it. You know, it it's controversial for sure, but it was better than just finishing the way we were going. I you know either under safety car or just Lewis coasting to a a boring finish. So, but David, thank you for thanks for the call and thanks for listening. All right, we got, uh, we got George in Virginia. Welcome to the show, George. What would you think of today?
11: Well, gentlemen, I know this is a family show, so I'll just use I-M-P-O.
6: Uh,
4: <laughs> thank you.
6: But before I you know, answer, I don't know what time, but first I want to thank you, gentlemen, for a fabulous season. I mean, you, you've been stellar, Mr. Varsha, Dave, your insights have been impeccable and very insightful. Uh, also, we got to remember that, you know, a champion retired today with, with Kimmy Raikkonen. and kind yeah. of uh, in his So we need to tip our hat to that. Um, I think F1 gained a lot of fans this season via Netflix and just the expansion. But I think there's a lot of angry people today who probably don't know. And I didn't, you know, if you're going to change the rules at the end, you know, I, I'm not a fan of that. But congrats to Verstappen and, and Red Bull. Enjoy your one-year
5: title run because you
0: know Mercedes is coming back next year. There you go, George. Fighting talk. Uh, thanks Love a lot, George. We it. appreciate you listening. I know you've uh, been listening for a while, and we really appreciate it. Thanks for calling.
5: You know, it, you know, he said something there. You know, changing the rules at the end. I get it. A lot of people are going to view it that way—that uh, that the steward made that call. But by the—that is his you know, job. As Dave said, you know, the letter of the law, the book allows him to make that correct call. Yeah, for the moment.
0: Uh, and so breaking, that's really good. Breaking news, gentlemen. Uh, oh, take protest. Take one guess. Very a protest challenged. by Toto Wolf and Mercedes. <laughs> very good, Mr. Green. Mercedes has protested the classification established at the end of the competition.
4: Very good. How English uh, is that? How are English As, and are form... Both German and English at yeah, the same time. Exactly. I Note... want to refer you to Article 14.5. Noted. Noted. <laughs> that was very frustrating. Yeah,
0: noted, Toto. Uh, yeah. Frustrating. On too. that note, we're going to take a take a break and collect ourselves, Ooh. and come back and continue <laughs> the discussion. We got about 15 more minutes left in this show. We got, this is a lot still to talk about, so we'll be back after a quick break.
10: Post your free job on linkedin.com/recommend today.
4: If you want to know where the path to Formula 1 and in Indy begins, it's 3 simple letters: V R D. VRD Racing of Atlanta, Georgia, are dedicated to nurturing young, single-seater drivers on their quest to the pinnacle of motorsport. Having just wrapped up the team's championship title in 2021 in the F4 US Championship, they also have programs in FR Americas, the all-new USF Juniors, and the Road to Indy. VRD is the perfect environment for success. To join the team, drop them a DM on Instagram at velocity underscore RD
8: Talk 1370, the right choice.
10: Hello to everyone. This is Gunter Steiner. This is Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio,
0: Speed City. This is from the stewards yeah. to the team manager at Red Bull Racing Honda regarding number 33 Max Verstappen reason protest by Mercedes AMG Petronas F1 team against the classification established at the end of the competition alleged breach of article 4812 of the 2021 FIA Formula 1 sporting regulations
5: they're going to send to the custodian that's that's a weak <laughs> what, argument what,
4: what 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 so what is 4812 12, 12. Yeah, uh, I didn't get
0: that in the printout, but, uh, uh, yeah. but but the bottom line is that you know they're I think they're, you know they're they're arguing. Wait a minute, well, come, off the presses! As if off the presses! We actually have the entire forty-eight twelve. Just off the presses. <laughs> He's good, this guy Casey <laughs> said. Uh, forty-eight twelve. If the clerk of the course considers it safe to do so, and the message lapped say, uh, message lapped cars may now overtake, has been sent to all competitors via the official messaging program. Any cars that have been lapped by the leader will be required to pass the cars. On the lead lap and the safety car this will only apply to cars that were lapped at the time they crossed the line at the end of the lap during which they crossed the line crossed the first safety car line for the second time after the safety car deployed you are you following that (laughs) kind of that's sorry i'm i'm just reading it so you guys follow it having overtaken the cars in the lead lap and the safety car these cars should then proceed around the track and at appropriate speed without overtaking and make every effort to take up position at the back of the line of cars Behind the safety car. Whilst they are overtaking and in order to ensure that this may be carried out safely, the cars on the lead lap must always stay on the racing line unless deviating it from it is unavoidable. Unless the clerk of the course considers the presence of the safety car is still necessary once the last lap car has passed the leader in the safety car will return to the pits at the end of the following lap. And last, if the clerk of the course considers the track conditions are unsuitable for overtaking, the message overtaking will not be permitted will be sent to all competitors via the official messaging system. Mm.
4: Tenuous. Tenuous. Mm. So they're saying that they're going to try to, to, to put it... They're trying to say that Verstappen should not have overtaken. It should I've... should not be in second.
0: Yeah. Yeah, should not be in second. Second. Be- because of the, because s- of the if you, yeah, additional if you cars. Yeah. I think that's what they're saying.
2: Mm. Mm.
0: What Dave O'Neill? Th- yeah, <laughs> I was about to say, what do you think?
2: Well, I think you you want to call the lawyer in. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, we got one, Bob Barcia. Over <laughs> exactly. to you. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think the key is if the clerk of the course considers. Correct. So, and also it has to go to the stewards. So, um, Bob, yeah.
4: Derek's not going to take any. Any? <laughs> he
2: won't. No. Nah, Derek Warwick. Bob, your no, thought?
4: I'm I'm not sure
3: what it is that Mercedes is saying was improperly done. Doesn't sound mm-hmm. like they're alleging red bull did anything it sounds like they have a a beef with michael massey at race control about how that last couple of laps was handled particularly the allowing through of the lap cars maybe because they didn't allow them all through or they didn't allow them to go all the way around and rejoin at the back of the field to make it fair for everyone i i'm not sure what the gist of their argument is but it sounds like it has something to do with the way they choreographed the Late race restart. Well,
4: yeah. I tell you why, because if you think about it, Verstappen was in second place, but he pitted, and therefore came back in sixth place. That is now the order of the race, that right? Could, that could be the argument. Yeah.
2: So, but, but I think also the, the the like Bob touched on is all of the cars should have should have unlapped themselves is the key to this rule, um, and he didn't. He made the decision to only let the five go so he could finish the race as a race. I, I'm with you on that. And I
5: understand the logic of both sides. I think they allowed the uh, the TV drama to impact the race by only allowing the five to go through. Wow, so,
0: you, that was my question to Dave during the break. You So you think Michael Massey has that in his head? No, I, I don't. No. no, I don't think he does either.
5: No, but I think he created a race. But here's why. Had he... Taken the, rem- the rest of that lap to get the remainder of the cars past Hamilton, we likely would have wound up under a safety.
4: Yeah. Or my, Michael Massey's but, thought process was there's a guy in sixth place hungry for the world title that's willing to drive through five cars to get to Hamilton. That was his other risk. So's the guy in 21st. But why do you give the guy <laughs> in sixth place who's pitted and therefore gone from second to six? why do you put him back in second?
0: <laughs> I tell you what, let's ask Brian from Manitoba, Canada. He's going to have the answer. Ah, oh, there you go. And see what Brian has to say about this. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not, Bryn. It's not Brian. It's Bryn, B R Y N. Bryn from Manitoba, Canada. Bryn, what do you think? Yeah, I thanks for your show. I, I've fallen out
3: of love with Formula One for about four or five years. But uh, this year, I'd like to thank you for your show. It's uh, got me back in love, even though I'm upset with what's oh, <laughs> not winning it today. I think they should have red flagged it and they should have both raced the last three laps on, on, on soft tyres, which are doing much further. So, you know, how can you give Lewis a chance when he's got that older tyre and Max has got brand new tyres, even though he fought hard? Um, but he had no chance of the, in one lap. So that was my opinion. But yeah, like I say, thank you for your show. It's been fantastic and I'll be following you again next year. Oh,
4: thank it, you. Sounds, uh, it sounds like a Welshman. Yes, indeed. <laughs> it's like it's like they it's like they tied one arm behind JPR's back, wouldn't it? Yeah, I
3: know. I made him kick with the wrong foot.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, made him kick with the wrong foot for the final kick. Rugby man. Yeah.
5: <laughs> okay. I'm glad you're
4: glad you're tuning
0: in in Canada, Bren. Yeah, Bren. Thank you. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. Thanks for the call. Uh, so huh. it's not over, is it? No, um, I told you it wouldn't be. No, you said that. Not until Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I hope this all gets. I, up quickly, I, I actually yeah. gut
4: feeling is that Massey, the, the 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 result will stand, but Toto will make the point that that was an iffy decision in his opinion.
0: Yeah, I don't think that we will. I don't think it'll change. I agree I don't with think that.
4: It will. I agree with that. And the yeah. world has watched now, so.
5: <laughs> well, I, you know, I think it's going to change. I think we're looking for more mathematical and more absolute certainty in things like that. control that
4: i I, you know this is something that i wouldn't mind getting yeah yeah go ahead sport go ahead bob
3: well you can't legislate for every possible circumstance no that's just a fact of life uh and that's why we have people like michael massey and the stewards who have to make value judgments in situations now whether you know television might be a concern i mean who can say whether the the crowd you know at the racetrack uh, was a concern whether the the balance of power in the sport was a concern. I mean, we could argue about that forever. But the fact is, you have to go with the decisions these guys make. And again, I would tell the Mercedes machine under Toto Wolf to take one look at their driver who lost his eighth world championship here, got out of the car, yeah. congratulated his rival, Correct. waved to the crowd, thanked his team, and got on with his life. Yeah. There's <laughs> another season three months away.
0: Correct. Yeah. Hey, good lead-in, Bob. Three months away is the season, but Speed City rolls on. We have, if you only listen to us here on uh, Formula One Days, we have a, a a Sunday night show that we do year-round at 7 p.m. Austin time, and we broadcast from Austin. You can find out how, all about that at speedcitybroadcast.com and how to listen to that show. Yeah, we'll
4: be putting out podcasts and interviews. Yeah, as, you know.
0: yep, we, We're going to be following the test for Logan Sargent. That's right. And, um, and of course we've got that interview with Gunther Steiner. We played some clips yeah. from, we didn't, really get, interesting. we didn't get much of that in the post show because of the, <laughs> the race, but we're going to put that up on YouTube and Facebook and everywhere else. Yeah. And, and check out our YouTube page. We're trying to grow that a little bit. We just started putting some effort into that. So, uh, but check out all of our social media and go to our website. But I want, we have just a little bit, about a minute and a half left, just real quick. Dave O'Neill, um, I mean, I know I asked you about where this season stood in the annals of history, but uh, just any final thoughts on this season?
2: Um, Final thoughts would be absolutely fantastic that we've kind of lost the blue flags. Um, Great that um, we've managed to have a race every race (laughs) rather than, um, you know, kind of a, a follow the leader type thing. And I think it's great from the sport. From me sitting on the other side of the fence, Mm -hmm. um, this is exactly what I want to see. But when you're in the team, you want to be—you want you don't want anyone giving you any hassle, and you want to—you know—you want to score the points and score the wins. So brilliant um, as a spectator, fantastic. And Bob Varsha,
0: thank you so much for being with us all season long. And I'd love to get your final thoughts on this season.
3: Well, uh, congratulations to everyone. I mean, we we've established. This is one of the greatest seasons ever. Congratulations not only to the guys up top, but to the guys back in that midfield battle with Ferrari and Alphatori and McLaren and, uh, and Alpine. Congratulations to those teams on putting in all of that hard graft to improve as much as they did this year. Uh, we know who's going to be driving what next year. We don't know what the cars are going to be like that they're going to be driving. And that'll be uh, part of the fun and the run-up to testing when it finally begins. So great season all around and great being with you guys as well.
0: All right, everybody, we are out of time. Thanks everyone for tuning in all season long. And don't forget we do have our Sunday night show. We look forward to talking to you guys next Sunday. Thanks everybody. Talk to you soon. Ciao y'all. Happy trail. Bye.
10: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,